Hey everybody, welcome to episode 90 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with Jimmy DiResta. 90? 90. Wow. I can't believe we had 90 different hours to talk about stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's incredible. 90 hours we talked about stuff. Yep. Wow. And David Picciuto. How are... 90? 90. Really? <laughs> really? 90. Well done. How are you doing? <laughs> good. That's good. Nice. We only have uh, ten, nine more episodes until the big event. That's right. Yeah. Should, should we tell them about the big event? Yeah, I'm setting you up, Bob. Well, you sure did. Well, the big <laughs> event, episode 100. So we talked uh, a couple weeks ago about um, doing something special for our 100th episode, which is coming up really quickly. And uh, we've, we're not fully finished with the planning, but we've had some really awesome people uh, step up and give us some ideas and some help. So here it is, as much as we know so far. It's going to be in Boston, Massachusetts, on December 3rd. That's a Saturday. And currently the idea is for us to do a get-together um, at, a, at a decent-sized big space, and we're going to do a live podcast. We're going to do some sort of a Q&A with whoever's around and the three of us. But then we're also going to have some other people come in and do other things. So Ben Ueda from Homemade Modern is one of those people who I know is going to be there. And he's going to do a talk or something of that effect. Um, the guys from the Dusty Life podcast, I believe, are in to do a live podcast there as well. And we're working on some other people to get in there. So the whole idea is we all get together. We hang out for the day, uh, you know, talk, get to know each other record some stuff, mm. and just kind of celebrate the fact that we're able to do this for 100 episodes, and you guys made that possible. So awesome. thank you. That's the idea. Do we, yeah. uh, is, is I know it's still a little early, but is there going to be like, are we going to secure a reservation at a hotel or something like that nearby? Or We can certainly try. Uh, that depends on exactly where it ends up being. I guess mm. we'll see what's local, and we can right. spread some of that info. Right. Um, in the meantime, though, we do need to know who's planning on coming as, as much of an idea as we can get. So we're going to set up a free ticketing thing. So it's not going to cost anything to be there, but we need to keep track. So we're going to set up a ticket. And if you can sign up and, you know, get a get a free ticket, that'll let us know. And you can do that by going to makingitpodcast.com slash 100, 100. And that'll take you to our event thingy so if you're planning on coming that'd be awesome tweet at us and let us know but make sure you go there and and get a ticket and it happens to be my dad's birthday so i'm gonna see if i can drag him along he would have a lot of fun so awesome some of the guys in the facebook group know my dad they talk to him from time to time so see if i can get him out it's yeah. gonna be his 79th birthday wow Ooh. awesome ah. very cool no 79 or 70 78th birthday Either one's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter after a certain age anymore. Yeah, for real. I might try to, um, I might ship stuff to my hotel, like things that I've made, and then maybe I'll have a little table set up of, of things that I made and then try to ship it back when we're done. Hmm. So it'll be fun. Yeah. So, and also, like, on with that, if anybody listening has ideas of other stuff that we could do there, you know, like, during that day, we're going to try to make it, like, a, an afternoon, evening's worth of stuff, like, so it's, you know, fun, and there's stuff there. Uh, so, if you have any ideas of things we could add to it, stuff we could do, whatever, um, just let us know. Send us an email or let us know on Twitter. That would be awesome. Cool. 
Cool. Yeah. And uh, like I said, Boston, December 3rd. Get tickets. I think that's all the info we have currently. But we'll keep you updated as we you know, get the place and times and all that. All the info that we can talk about. Well, that's true. Yeah, we have some other info, but that's all we can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> so what are we working on? I, I totally threw your, your game off by... Yeah, you did. I'll yeah. go first. How about that? Because I never go first. <laughs> um, I lied last week when I said that I was going to release the Easel video. Uh, no, is that what I said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. And I ended up releasing a different video because I got ahead of myself. Because I'm actually ahead on work, which is amazing. So this week, the Easel video is coming out. And I've been working on two other really fun projects that I'm not going to tell you about. Is that what we get to watch on on Instagram? Are you making that a video? Or is it just an Instagram, that window recollect restoration? Um, no, 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 I may do a video on that. I still have a lot of those to do. I re- What he's talking about is I replaced uh, some of our windows in our house this weekend. And we have these kind of, I don't know what the style of window, what you would call it, but they're really long. They're like eight feet long, three and a half, four feet tall. Um, and they have three sections, two sliding sections. So they're it's just the style of window in this house. And they're big and heavy and awkward and fragile. So I uh, replaced one of those this weekend, did it on Instagram through the stories. And I have a lot more to do. So I may end up doing a video of that later. But it's kind of like a home improvement project. It's not really yeah. like a, you know. So, yeah. I don't know. Cool. We'll see. Yeah. Jimmy, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, talking to home improvement, I'm up, up the house. And I just videotaped myself in the last two hours changing this this long ongoing story, we tell about this fancy stove called an Aga stove. We found a very, it's a very expensive stove, but we got it for really cheap. So we were able to buy it in Texas, have it shipped back here to New York, put together here. And it needed a flue that needs to go directly up and through the upper bedroom. So I had to kind of go up through the floor, make a little bit of a 15 inch turn, and then to go back up through the wall and then go through the roof of the house out to the sky. And so I just uh, shot that, and it will be in the vlog section of my my videos. I won't make it a proper video because it's uh yeah it's like a home improvement, and, and just like you said, it's it doesn't feel like a full complete video. Mm. Um, so it'll be a like a one minute segment. And I did finish my anvil video. I just did a plasma cutting anvil stand video. Should be an anvil stand out of one inch uh, out of quarter inch thick plate steel. Use a plasma cutter, cut a design, and then put together. That's on my Instagram now, and that video will be out today. If this if this is today and today is Friday, it'll be out at the same time. And uh, so I am also working on about three other videos, and I'm just inching each one along slowly. And uh, working on a big giant chalkboard, which is going to weigh hundreds of pounds, which is kind of cool. It's two old school chalkboards side by side with a live edge frame, which is kind of cool. And uh, that should be done maybe in the next couple of days. And what else am I working on? Oh, the guys from Wazer came this week to see me. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And that was fun. So I got to see them set up their machine and run the machine. And they cut a knife blade for me, a knife out of another knife. And so I was just working on that. So I'll finish that up this week. And, uh, yeah, that's it. And Bill Lavosi's here because uh, Bill's writing an extended article on me. Might turn into a book. He's just been collecting notes on me since Make Affair in May. And so he wanted to come hang out with me and get to know the, the, the rest of the household before Make Affair, because Make Affair is this, this week. And so we've, yes. been, we've been having a lot of fun. Bill's been helping me out with some projects, and he's making his own the rest of vlogs from uh, the house here that are on his Patreon page. 
I haven't even, he, the first one's up. I haven't even seen it. I don't even know if I want to see it because I don't know what I've been saying in front of him. And what. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So I'm like, uh, uh, as long as I haven't gotten a call from anybody that said, did you know that you just said this? I'm, I'm you know, safe. <laughs> no news <laughs> is good news. So <laughs> I don't know what he, I just got to watch what I say. But yeah, we've been having fun and, and that's it. And just getting a lot of work done. It's, a busy, it's been a busy week and I met so many amazing people this week. And talking about doing that vlog that I've been doing, it's going to kind of turn into more some of the creative makers that I meet from time to time. And this one's jam-packed. So I met a lot of people this week just running around the city doing things. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, can I interview you for one minute? Just one minute. And they're like, sure. And then all of a sudden hmm. I have more footage than I am. I'm going to do a two-hour vlog this week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, before David, before you go, uh, Jimmy, you mentioned Maker Fairs this weekend. So when this episode comes out, if you're listening to it the day it comes out on Friday, Maker Fairs tomorrow. That's right. And there's the New York Maker Fair where Jimmy will be, and a bunch of other people will be up there in New York City. I will be in Atlanta at the Atlanta Maker Fair in downtown Decatur. Um, mine's going to be way cooler. You should definitely come to mine instead of his. <laughs> um, but <laughs> his will be cooler. Yeah. But all the makers are coming to mine. Yeah, that's true. Pretty much. All the YouTubers are coming. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so, just just so while we're on the subject, New York Make Affair is going to be Laura Kampf, April, Izzy, uh, Jocko, Dave Welder, me, Bill Lavosi, and like 10 other people whose names I've like randomly heard during the week and I can't remember. Yeah. So that's who I know. I talked to Izzy, called me the other day just to say hello. And I say, he's like, oh, see you in New York. I'm like, you're coming to New York? I don't know that. What? So that was fun. Mm-hmm. So, and awesome. uh, I have a couple more of those during the week and the names, the names just escaped my mind, but it's going to be a, a really, I feel it's going to be like WIA. We did a couple of years ago. It's going to be a nice energy. So yeah. I think it'll, it'll be really cool. I'm jealous that I don't get to go because so many people ended up going to that one. Um, so I'm bummed. I'm going to miss it. But. Mm-hmm. Did either of you guys go to WIA last week? No, Neither, yep. no one did. Right. We didn't go. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go. Did I go? Was I there? No, I don't think you went. We did not go. Or at least I did not go for any particular reasons other than I had plans in Cleveland that weekend. Mm. My turn? Yeah, your turn. All right. What are you uh, doing? What am I doing? So by the time you hear this. What are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> I just put out two videos this week. Nice. Uh, the first video, which came out on Tuesday, is about table saw blades and it's the the table saw blades that i use like 99 percent of my cuts are all made with a combination blade and then i which is a thin curve blade and then i also have a full curve flat bottom grind blade which is great for box joints and tenons and then a dado stack so uh, i think it's a pretty informative video so hopefully some people get some good information about out of it and then on thursday I released another video, which at the time of this recording, I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> That's and amazing. I, I know, I know. And I have just hours to get ready to start it because we're <laughs> recording this on Monday. My assistant comes on Tuesday to help me film, which means I have to have all the materials and plans ready by the time he gets here at 9 a.m. So That's wow. what it sounds like to me. That's what I call a MacGyver video. Where like I make a slingshot or I make like a I make a whirly gig out of steel bucket that is the scraps in the steel bucket. So that's that's what I call. Find, those are the great ones. But don't you find ones. when you do those are the great ones, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I'm I'm gonna put in, in the show notes a video from the future, so you can I like that. You can fill that in. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, what are we talking about today? Well, I thought we would talk about finding your sense of purpose, which it's a broad topic. It could mean your sense of purpose in life, or your sense of purpose as in career, or um, maybe for some people those are the same thing. And I. Like I've mentioned many times before in my life, I've switched careers multiple times trying to find the happiness thing, the, the thing that I enjoy the most. And uh, and so for me, I think right now in my life, my sense of purpose is is making videos, which is maybe entertainment and education based. I feel fulfilled when I make videos. And it took me a long time to get to this point. I'm now 41 years old, I think. And uh, <laughs> I think I always have to look it up. I thought you were 42. Say, I might be 42. I was born in 75, June of 75. We got to do the math now. Um, so, uh, you know, I making videos for a living is something that I never even would have thought of doing 10 years ago. But I've been able to, like, these little things have entered my life and kind of changed the course. And here I am. And I think I'm doing now what I'm supposed to be doing, at least in this part of my life. Hmm. Can we, before we actually get into that, can we talk about something else that's related real quickly? Please. Um, what has been the general reaction? And th- maybe this is inside baseball for everybody else. I'm sorry. What's the general reaction you've gotten when you tell people that you make videos for YouTube for a living? Uh, it depends on what age group I'm telling. So hmm. I think we were at a dinner a few months ago, a couple months ago, and there happened to be a lot of people there under the age of 18. And it was those people watch YouTube. They don't watch TV. And they all thought that was crazy, insane. And they were asking me how many people watch my videos. And they were very interested. Now, when I tell... An older group of people, maybe like my father, or my grandfather, they don't quite understand what I'm doing and they seem concerned. <laughs> like, <laughs> am yeah. I on the right path? Are you actually making any money? Uh, so uh, it's, it, it's, it's quite different. And I might change my answer to pay, depending on who I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might just say, you know what, I'm, I'm a woodworker or... I make YouTube videos. Depends That's on funny. I do the same thing. It depends on who I'm talking to. I say I'm a teacher. I make things. I'm yeah. a YouTuber. But it's funny, Bob, when I tell people I'm a YouTuber, they go, oh, that's cute. And then, <laughs> then the person I'm with will go, he's got 750,000 subscribers. And then the person will go, what? what? How, 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 did you, how did you get so many subscribers? How do you do that? How can I? And then all of a sudden, they like want to be that person. Hmm. And I go, you just got to put the time in. That's it. You just got to start and, and you got to make good stuff that people want to watch. That's you it. Just gotta, you just got to make videos all the time for several years in a <laughs> row. <laughs> and so it's funny when they go, oh, that's cool. YouTube, that's like on the computer, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously that's changing. The more young people you meet, the, you know, the kids will be like, oh, my God, you, you're on YouTube. Wow, I watch. You know, like my, my nephew came here with a couple of his friends and to the house, one of his friends in particular, who knew a lot about me before he even met my nephew. So when he met my nephew, he was like having a brush with fame, you know, as he saw it. And then when he got up to the house, he brought him as a guest when they spent the weekend here one day during the summer. 
And this kid, Jack, was excited, but he knew all my videos. Hmm. But that's a kid that's 13. You know, ask somebody that's 40 and they'd be like, you're on YouTube. Why don't you get a real job? You know? Yeah. Well, the reason I was asking that is just because we were talking about purpose and stuff. And I was at, I went to the dentist this morning and um, I I don't often run into people that I don't know. Right. I don't, I mean, I work (laughs) from home. (laughs) I hang out with my friends and my family and I don't really go to a lot of places where I have to meet new people. But in the last week I got my haircut by somebody new that I don't normally get my haircut by. And I went to the dentist, a new dentist, and they both asked me what I did for a living. And my, Initial reaction was, I make videos for YouTube, and I, you know, while I'm saying that, it's coming out of my mouth. I'm going, ah, I really should have figured out a better way to to enca- <laughs> encapsulate the whole thing into one you know sentence. Um, and I, I was talking to somebody else about this the other day, and they said that they they actually talk about it like um, they say they're media production, which is really what it is, right? I mean, and that's a probably a more correct way to say it <laughs> without the baggage. Cause one time I saw a cousin that I hadn't seen in a long time. And, uh, he was like, what are you doing these days? I said, oh, I'll make uh, videos for YouTube. And he was like, Oh, like cat videos. It's <laughs> 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 like, yeah, that's what I do. I support my family <laughs> with cat videos, <laughs> but it's funny that it, I, I guess the thing that is interesting to me about that is that, um, us in particular, we have to add these qualifiers. We don't have to. It, to. For it to make sense, we add these qualifiers to what we do so that people have like a point of reference for it. Purpose is kind of the same way in that like the thing that I think is important and I tell that to somebody else, it may not mean the same thing to them, right? And it may not have the same like, well, why is that important to you? Um, and so we add these qualifiers. I find myself doing that a lot. Somebody asked me why I make videos. I'll go into this way bigger spiel than I probably need to, to like Mm -hmm. over explain it so that they really get it. Um, because they don't have the same context. That's just related, probably not exactly Mm -hmm. to what we were talking about, but anyway, no, it's funny. Uh, As far as a sense of purpose, uh, I'm going to, uh, talk a little bit about, you guys remember, um, well, let me see before I introduce who I was going to mention, I'll talk a little bit about, when I, everybody knows it's common knowledge, I started doing YouTube because I was mad that my TV show got canceled and I was going to show them that, you know, they, they lost that on a good thing. So I did that. And then shortly I started getting some really wonderful comments and people started copying my video style. And I was like, wow, I never expected someone to make exactly the same thing I did and, you know, bring it back to me and say, look what you have, look what you helped me realize. And that is just, that was like probably the most enlightening thing in my life when people, do the thing I do because I pointed them in the direction of, wow, that's what I really like. That's what I, that's what, that's what gives me a sense of purpose is to do what that guy's doing. And so that's really, that's been my biggest motivator since I realized that, you know, I just showing off in public and then all of a sudden I'm changing people's lives has been such an important thing for me and I don't take it for granted. And, you know, that's why, that's why I'm very open and, and willing to share information. I, I had this friend uh, once a long time ago. We're, we're not in touch anymore, but he was a doctor. And people would constantly walk up to him and say, hey, this hurts. And he would say, oh, well, that's just such and such. And, and he would give him a full rundown. And people would be like, why do you give away so much information? You can be making a lot of money. He goes, well, I'm a doctor. And I feel like for me to hoard this information is 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 immoral. Hmm. And I, I have the same point of view. It's like I have all this, like I'm going to, go behind a paywall and ask people to pay me. 
I get paid, you know, a lot of people call me a sellout. There's some YouTubers that say, oh, he's a corporate sellout. But I'd rather get money from corporations than from individuals. And I'd rather corporations pay me the big bucks that they could waste, that they could spend wastefully and flow it to me so that I can give information away to the people that otherwise couldn't afford it. Hmm. That's such a good and way to so put that. that. You're like the Robin that, Hood of information. Yeah. That's what I think. You know, like I said, you know, if somebody wants to call me a corporate whore, then, you know, that's that's their point of view. But my point of view is I'm taking money from people that have disposable incomes. Hmm. This way I don't have to take money from, you know, people do support me on Patreon and I'm grateful for that. And, uh, but the idea is, you know, I could charge a big company for a video or I could charge a big company for, you know, just a build out that has nothing to do with YouTube. And... This way I could relax and disseminate information through YouTube. And so that's given me a sense of purpose is to inspire people. And I was going to, I was, I don't want to read this email because it's honestly <coughs> will make me cry if I read it. But Gib sent me such a wonderful email this weekend. Gib, you guys remember Gib from Rochester? Gib came with his daughter. I know the name, but I don't remember. Yeah. Gib Clark. Uh, he's a fan and he's on the Facebook page. And he sent me such a wonderful email. It basically said, you know, uh, you didn't start this thing. He goes, but you're a big contributor to the, to bringing all these weirdos together <laughs> for a common cause. And, you know, the idea of sharing inspiration and sharing information and, oh, wow, will you use that machine? Let me try that machine. How did it work for you? You know, like that's what we're all about. And I also listened to um, this week, uh, Rory May's got a podcast now called Forge Welding. And I listened to that and one of his podcast mates was talking about the overwhelming kindness of the maker community and how we all share information and how we all are just so willing to see each other do well. And he said, it's like something that's like been lost or at least you just don't see, you know, like in the competitive world of like sports and entertainment and, you know, comedians i know my brother was a comedian and the minute a comedian does well all the other comedians immediately turn on them hmm. so in this community it's not really even about if someone's doing well or not doing well it's just about sharing information and everybody's got their own like sort of gallery of work that is exclusively theirs and there is no competition because we're all just like oh wow you use that material let me try that oh you're using that tool how did it work i think i might buy one of those and so it's just been a wonderful you know, it is a wonderful experience and, and it is a big sense of, it gives me a huge sense of purpose to keep contributing to the idea of sharing information. Yeah. I should stop if I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny that um, when I think about purpose, I think about it in what you're talking about, about like the effect. Um, but I also think about like how I, I don't even know how to say this, like how I get to it, like how I figure out the purpose of something, whether it's the purpose of a project or the purpose of my life or of my work or of my different parts of my life or whatever. I, I kind of split that into two things. There's like the process to get there. It's like finding it. And then there's the result of it. And I don't know which one of those is actually the purpose. I guess it's the result is the purpose of something. But anyway, I'm just making that distinction to say that there's actually like a lot to think about here. If, if this is something you're trying to figure out for yourself, like if you have a job and you're not sure if it's what you're supposed to be doing or, 
you have a passion and you're not sure if it's what you're supposed to be doing, there's like multiple things to figure out, which doesn't simplify it, but it may help you understand parts of it. So what I mean by that is in, in particular, like with making, let's just take making because it's something that we and everybody listening probably has in common. There's, within that, there's like a ton of different skill sets. There's a ton of different outputs. There's a ton of different reasons why you would learn any of this stuff or do any of this stuff. And I really think it's unrealistic to go, to stand back and look at all of making and be like, I'm going to pick one of those things and that's the thing that I'm going to do and I'm going to love every minute of it and I'm going to, that's my purpose. That's the thing, right? I feel like you have to, you have to try things to figure out what it, what's going to stick with you. And like, I, I actually did a talk about this one time. I think it's important to experiment with the different skill sets that you are interested in because not all of them are going to work for you and not all of them are going to help you get to where you want to get. So I think experimenting and testing different things out will help you narrow down like what it is that you're that you're capable of using as your vehicle. And then once you get your vehicle, um, then I think the next thing to figure out is like where's that vehicle going to take you? And that's what, probably what we're talking about in purpose. It's like what's the output? What's the end goal? What's the what's the result of this work that I'm doing? Um, Long winded way to say that I experiment constantly with uh, materials and with techniques, none of which I'm really that good at, but I just try them out all the time to see if something's going to make what I do a little bit better. If it's going to make it more applicable to people, if it's going to, you know, make a connection between me and some random person that otherwise wouldn't have had any reason to connect with me. They see me sewing in a video. Oh, wow. He sews. Oh, that, okay. Well, maybe I have a, you know, I have something in common with this person. So having those connections with all those different types of people, that's my purpose. Like the purpose of what I'm doing is to reach those people for different things. There's a lot of reasons why I want to reach them. And I don't know that that's the purpose of what we're talking about. For me personally, I've put myself in a position to where I don't target a single audience, which works against me in a lot of ways. But um, the purpose of what I'm doing is to is to intersect with as many people as possible. And so from that perspective, to reach that purpose, it makes sense for me to, to do what I'm doing in the way that I'm doing it. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking through this as I'm saying it. I'm not sure if no, I'm actually no, it, articulating. It, it's, it's totally making sense. And I, I have a thought on this, and I don't want to interrupt. If you have more to say, no, I, no, I want go to ahead. let you finish. Go ahead. So... A lot of the things that you and Jimmy just said are you talk about a lot of the the greater good uh, of what you're doing and and helping other people. And a lot of times when I'm thinking uh, a sense of purpose, this might sound selfish, but I I think I can I, I can turn this around where I think of I'm looking for my own internal happiness first and I'm looking for to that that fulfillment. I want to be satisfied in what I'm doing and feel that satisfaction that that fulfillment. And I'm thinking of it in a way as like when you're if the plane is going down and the oxygen mask fall out, you have to put the oxygen mask on first before you can help somebody else because if you're struggling to breathe, you can't help that other person, right? So, I'm trying to think if I if I figure out a way to make myself happy first, then what I'm doing, whether it's entertainment or education, is the byproduct of that, and then it's helping the other person. Does it? Hmm. Yeah. Am I being selfish? Yeah, I could. Uh, no, no, I can talk to that a little bit. Yeah. 
there was a time in my life where I wanted to drive a fancy car and, and I didn't want to wear work clothes all the time. And I thought like I was going to be like, I don't know, this metro, like bourgeois Euro guy. And I really kind of shunned the idea of like the maker life or, you know, it wasn't even considered the maker life in the nineties, but this is the time period I'm talking about. And then things started changing. Then I lost, you know, certain incomes. And then all of a sudden I'm like back to just working and doing framing and whatever, you know, my life is rollercoasted a few times. And then I came to the realization that like every time I turn around, the, the way for me to make money is to do things with my hands in exchange for money, you know, my hands and my mind, because I'm also asked to problem solve. So the more time went on, the more I realized this, this is what's making me happy, not avoiding it, avoiding it. I thought I was making myself happy by trying to be like, like a bourgeois designer and, and have a you know fancy car and like a certain level of income and not have to be in the wood shop all the time. That was a short period, but that helped me realize that this is really where I'm happy. Making things, running through the woods, cutting trees down, you know, cutting my fingertips off. All this stuff is what makes me happy, not the other stuff. Right. And so, and then what gave me, so he's talking about taking care of yourself first. And once I realized, you know what, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm spiritual, but I'm not very religious, but the idea that like God put me here and he gave me this ability, you know, me and my siblings all grew up in the same house with the same dad and I'm the one that does this the most. So for some weird reason, I just have to embrace it. And so when I embraced it and I started making things and then, you know, that kind of led to the TV business and then that led to the YouTube business and, and then that led to me inspiring and and getting these wonderful emails. And so like, once I can make myself happy, I feel like I'm, I'm making, you know, everybody else who's, who's interested in what I do and writes me these nice notes and, and says, Hey, you helped me get out of my office job. And this is where I belong. You know, the dusty life is what Toth calls it, you know, the dusty life. And when I was kind of on YouTube in the very beginning, basically, like showing off to show, you know, certain people like, oh, look, look what you lost. And then when I, I, I started, it really changed my point of view, although the videos don't really seem that much different. But my point of view and the, my, my sense of purpose for making the videos changed considerably once I realized the impact I was having on certain people's lives. And then when I Googled Duresta Inspired and then like 700 videos show up mm. of like people who use mm. my name in the title, but you got to do Duresta Inspired. It's pretty surprising. And like all these videos, because nobody shows me. Like there was a, there's some people that do show me and some people that may be embarrassed to show me. They'd be like, hey, look, I put a video out and it's inspired by you. But some people might be embarrassed to show me that. So sometimes I just happen upon them. And I swear that I could look at that and I'd be like, oh my God, like I have to keep doing this because mm. look at, I mean, I enjoy it. It's so, I mean, that's of course most important. And, and it's just a reward to know that all these other people are enjoying it too. They're enjoying me enjoying it. So, yeah, I would, I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. Okay. Um, and this isn't directed at you two specifically, but the idea of what you just said about happiness, <clears throat> I would challenge anybody to take that pursuit of happiness in, in the exact situation that you were talking about, making yourself happy so that you can be more effective in your job. I think that's totally legit and a good goal. I would challenge you to make that not the end goal to make the purpose that you're looking for something past that mm -hmm. and that that those steps that you take to get yourself in your best possible self are a step to getting to something more because i think it's a necessary step i think you're right in that um 
and you know, everybody's different. Everybody has different goals and different reasons for things. And, and so I understand that like what I think is not necessarily relevant to anybody else in the world. I get that. Um, but I, I think when we're forced to look past like the, the, what's going to make me feel like I want to feel, um, and look to, to something past that, something bigger, something further, something out of you or me. Um, I think we get challenged to do different things or more things. And I don't know what that means for you or for anybody else other than myself, but I know that I can be personally can be extremely selfish. And if I let myself be the end goal, it will be all about me all the time. And that's not good for me. It's not good for my family. It's not good for, it's not good. Honestly, it's not good for my audience. The people that watch my videos, I know that there have been times where my focus has been on what I want to get out of doing a particular project or a particular type of thing. And it doesn't work because it's not, it's not service oriented. And for me, I'm realizing that, um, part of my purpose is servanthood. Maybe that's an extreme way to put it, but it is service. Um, and so I found those times when I put myself as the end goal that I'm not really providing the service that I would like to provide and that I think I'm called to provide. My thought on that is, and, and correct me if I'm taking what you're saying wrong for me, accomplishing a sense of purpose is different than accomplishing a sense of goal because a goal is a thing that I can say it's an actual thing that I'm hoping to accomplish. And a a purpose to me is something that is, that sense of purpose is something that's out of my control. Like what a sense of purpose to me is going to be different than to somebody else. It's just how my body feels when I'm, when I'm doing this, this, this thing or, or how my mind feels when I, when I do this thing. And so a goal I can set, a purpose I can't set because I don't know what it is until I kind of get there. Does that make sense? Hmm. I mean, I guess it makes sense. And, you know, man, this goes, this is a really deep hole. <laughs> this yeah. is a really deep hole. <laughs> um, there's like, you know, you mentioned spiritual stuff earlier, and I don't want to make this about that, but there is something that each individual person has the capacity to take it down that route if they want to. And whether they, whether you, you have a belief system or it's all about you or what, that's not the point. The point is like, you can, um, you can decide whether you are enacting your future and your path and your whatever, or something else is right. Um, and everybody has to work that out on their own. I suppose. But, um, I think that has a lot to do with what you just said. The way that I look at it, like Mm -hmm. either you derive your purpose from something that you can control or something that you cannot control. Um, and so that's, I guess, part of figuring it out is figuring out, you know, where's that, where's that thing that the, the box that you're calling purpose, where's that coming from? (laughs) (laughs) That's part of it too. Yeah. It's, it's it's well said. The one thing I've always struggled with is trying to f- find 
what that is and how to get there because there is yeah. no there's no sentence there's no there's no book that's going to tell you what it is and how to get there right and it's 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 an internal thing that we all have to find within ourselves that's why this conversation's fun yeah because we all have a different view on it and we have a different view it, and an entirely different response to like the question and to the answers and to the yeah i mean that's that's why stuff like this is exciting for different mm-hmm. people because it's yeah. it's totally different i think like I was saying earlier, I don't know that I actually explained this very well, but experimentation for me is part of what's really exciting about finding that, um, finding about what I'm supposed to do next is I think, I think that's a good way to do it is just to try stuff that doesn't work half the time, you know, yeah. and, um, and you're going to kind of weed out the options of like, well, that's not it. <laughs> I'm not going to be a doctor. That's for sure. Yeah. You know? But yeah, no, I've been through so many ups and downs in my life and this and ins and outs and, uh, as far a sense of purpose was, you know, to invent something and then to teach and then to problem solve. I had so many different ones, but like I said, now at this moment in my life, the day of this podcast, I feel it's, it's what I've already described today to help and inspire others through my own growth, you know, trying to find new things to make videos of and the challenge of experimenting with new technology, you know, for instance, a drone, I never would have played with a drone. I showed you guys my new fun drone shot just uh, an hour ago. I just thought it wasn't for me, but now that I, uh, I breached that technology because <laughs> of this community, I'm like, man, I'm loving this thing. I'm having so much fun. Mm. And, uh, so just simple, you know, simple everyday things. It's like just, and also being open and accepting of new things and, you know, Yes. New, new, whatever. That's an interesting point. I hadn't really thought about that. Is like, there's like a reciprocation in this community that mm-hmm. maybe we don't point out enough. Um, we here, because we are in front of more people than some other people, I don't know how to say that. We are in front of a lot of people, for, for better or for worse. And we get to hear from a lot of those people, like, wow, you inspired me to do this, or you taught me to do this, and it made this change, or whatever, right? We've all heard a lot of that, and it's amazing. But I think probably those people don't necessarily hear that from us when it is the case. I mean, Jimmy just said it. Like, he wouldn't have done that stuff if it hadn't been for the community around us. So not only... Oh, no, I learned so much from... Not only is he pushing the community, but all of those people, everybody who's listening to this and everybody who comments on our stuff, you guys are pushing us as well. And I just want to make that that clear to people. (laughs) There's so many times where I'll just throw something up. Like, I mean, the knife, knife making as a, for instance, you know, I'm open and honest in the idea that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just experimenting, but I've had so many contributors to to me, uh, contributed to my, you know, to my, to my life saying, Oh, uh, when you did this, you should have done that. And so on and so forth. And, you know, I give my email out pretty freely. So I, somebody will make a comment, I'll give my email and we start a friendship and I learned so much from so many fans. Uh, I talk to fans all week long. I mean, I talk to people, you know, I'm friends with so many people. I consider them friends because we've talked for the last couple of years, at least a couple of times a month, if not much more than that. And I learned so much from people that don't make videos and, you know, that are just spectators. And so that's, it's, it's amazing. And I, and the great thing is, is like, you just throw a tweet out there and say, Hey, anybody know what this thing is or <laughs> how do I do this? And then you just get bombarded with answers and it's amazing. Totally. Yeah, I don't. I don't know everything, and everyone's like, "Oh, what don't you know how to do?" And there's a lot of things I don't know how to do, and <laughs> it's clear because I haven't made a video about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that's the key. Basically, anything that Jimmy's never made a video about, he doesn't know how to do. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm rocking at about 400 new video. Uh, I'm closing in somewhere in the area of about 380 videos. Something really? Like that. I, I kind of lost count. I did I did a quick count these last couple of days with uh, with Bill. Wow. And so we're around 300. And so that includes the TV shows and stuff that are up on YouTube now. So, yeah, I got to start breaking new ground like Arduinos and Raspberry Pis and LEDs and... <laughs> And I'm being serious. I'm being silly now, but these are real things. I really have to begin to incorporate servos. You know, those little things that like when you give them a jolt, it's like a heartbeat. They like go in or out, whatever. Mm. I've played with those so many times. I'm like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing in the world. I got to figure out what to do with it. Oh, Matias made like the little servo motor this week in one of his videos. And I saw that and I'm like, I play with those damn things all the time. I just don't know what to do with them or how to control them. But that's another thing I need to learn. And, uh, you know, so. You know, there's lots of, these new technology things that are coming out that are geared for people just like you, like the like the Wazer yeah. water jet cutter and the, oh, yeah. the the Shaper Origin, the, the handheld CNC yeah. router. Like those are yeah. made for people like you, like that want yeah. to bring technology in, but yeah. you know maybe have that that little wall between yeah. you and technology. And I'm, I'm grateful that these guys are looking to me to play with these things. Yeah. I still I still have the origin. I, I, I promise these guys I would, I would play with it. I just it's just been a matter of time and. And me having to be up here at the house for a couple of home improvement things. No, just send it send yeah. it to me while you're doing that stuff. I'll, I'll send it back. <laughs> I got to send it to you with Alon so he can give you the lesson. So I'll pack the box and I'll put Alon. Alon will be in the bigger okay. box. I'll open that one first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, I mean, I, I don't know that we need to like wrap up purpose stuff because it's so personal. It so can't specific. be wrapped up. It can't be wrapped up. But I would, if I may, suggest that like, whether you actually figure out what your purpose is for whatever it is you're talking about, life, work, whatever, just give it a shot. Because I think like the search for trying to figure out why you're supposed to do what you're, what you want to do, I think can be really enlightening. Even if you don't get an answer out of it, I think just Mm -hmm. experimenting and trying to figure it out can give you just a really different perspective on why you should or why you should not be doing certain things. You know, I'm going to bring this up. This is like a little too, this might be a little too off the center, but the idea of like a sense of purpose, you know, certain people and have come into my lives and, and I, and I help them and I take care of them. And as an example, I'm, I'm playing with my little, my little Yorkie right here. This is my, 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 my boy Lucky is never more than five feet away from me. And Bill was impressed. He's like, man, he really is like etched onto you. And he came into my life while I was in the middle of making the TV show, uh, hammered. I got a call. It was Valentine's Day, 2007. And they said, do you want to hang on to Jeannie's dog for a little bit while she's in the hospital? And I was like, sure. So I brought him to work with me that day. And Jeannie passed away, you know, months later, but she never was able to recover. And so Lucky's been mine ever since. And so I feel a sense of purpose to hmm. take care of him. And, you know, there's this, this little dog and several other animals that I have. But, you know, there's also people in my life that uh, I feel like I've been designated to take care of. And I do it, I do it happily. And, and like I said, I'm not I'm not extremely religious, but it gives me a sense of purpose that these people have been placed in my people and animals have been placed in my life, and it it keeps me responsible because it's like okay, hmm. I've been chosen to be for whatever reason help. I should be responsible to myself to be responsible for them. So, well, I don't that's a little too deep, but no, no, well said. Yeah, I think that. I think that's, I mean, that applies to like parenthood as well. It's the same concept, sure. right? You know, you absolutely you have to take care of yourself so that you can take care of other people. And then when, especially once you have kids, I mean, they're like, 
wow, this thing is way more important than me in every way. Um, and that's a kind of a tough thing to figure out, tough thing to get to you know, come to grips with. But Cool. Yep. Well, let us know if you guys have thoughts on purpose stuff. I think it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Wow. Um, what have you guys been watching? So I recently come across a channel called Kirby Meets Audio. And it's a, it's a guy who makes speakers. And there's woodworking involved. And they are absolutely beautiful. Just really good stuff. And well done videos, too. Just artful like videos. That's Kirby Meets Audio. Do you guys have a watch between two ferns? Is that <laughs> yeah. like this? Oh, gosh. oh man. This last <laughs> one. Is that a yes? Yeah. I've seen yeah. them, yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen Between Two Ferns, it's Zach Galifianakis interviewing people and he just did Hillary Clinton. And it's it's it, she's a horrible actress, but he makes things funny. And he interviewed Obama and I'm sure they're trying to get a Trump. They'll probably never get Trump. But if you've ever if you've never heard of between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis. It's, it's some of the funniest things he's ever done. And I recently heard about the behind the scenes on the Barry Katz podcast, which I always talk about Barry. He had on the guy who conceived of the whole thing. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but Barry always has on super behind the scenes people. But with Zach Galifianakis and this particular producer, they conceived of between two ferns. So it was great to hear the backstory. Mm. Oh. And so since that, I went back and I watched a lot of them. So I'm just scrolling through my history and I see that I've watched a lot of them and they're just super funny. Zach, Zach is just a funny, funny dude. Oh yeah. They are one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they're hilarious, (laughs) but man, talk about like, like the office and the British office, they have a lot of those uncomfortable moments, but this is like a solid (laughs) 10 minutes or whatever of just like cringeworthy, like, oh man, I want to be not here. That's what's interesting about listening to the behind the, the, the scenes that I heard on the Barry Potts, Barry Pat, <laughs> that I heard about on the Industry Standard podcast, Barry Katz podcast. He, the, do you, one of the most uh, cringeworthy moments is when he asks, and I'm not even going to say the whole thing. Um, wh- what is the girl, the, I can't remember the, the, the female actress name that was in Viva Vendetta? Natalie Portman? Yeah, he, he talks to Natalie Portman and it gets kind of vulgar, so I wouldn't say it here. But it seems so spontaneous when you watch it, but the whole thing was rehearsed. Hmm. And they were afraid to ask her the question. And then she's like, just ask me. It's, you know, go ahead. And so they, they, she's like, okay, cool. Roll the cameras. And that whole thing was like acted and rehearsed, but it's huh. super funny. Even though you know that it was rehearsed and acted, it's still very funny. Yeah. But I'm sure there are some spontaneous moments, but that particular one. Anyway, you got to watch it. Just go research it. Yeah, so we fun. were able to get religion and politics in the same podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Any other things we can talk about to get it there, a little bit more There goes the podcast. Yeah. That's it. It's over. This is our last episode. Thank you for listening. And uh, <laughs> I, make no, I make no endorsements. All I'm saying is that if you go there, you'll see these two yeah. people. Uh, they are funny. Among others. Um, let's see. So for mine, um, talk about our buddy. Uh, wait, where did the link go? I lost the link. We lost our uh, buddy. Donald. Yeah, <laughs> lost our buddy. Uh, Donald Bell um, has a new show. He works for Make Magazine. Um, yep. And recently he started a, I don't know exactly when he started the channel, but anyway, the channel's called Maker Project Lab, and he started a weekly kind of maker update. And he just talks over some of the stuff that's happening in the maker community throughout the week. But th- I think the thing that's really interesting about this, there are some other shows that talk about like, 
who did the newest videos, you know, that David started that, that trend. And there's a lot of those, but this one is, um, a little broader in scope. He talks about like new products, like new, uh, Arduino boards and stuff that have been released and like certain projects on Instructables and on make and certain videos. And I think he even mentioned you, David, and one of them. And it's just a cool kind of cross section of maker stuff from, probably more of the make magazine slant rather than the woodworking and, you know, mm. construction slant, which I think is what we hear it a lot of. But um, anyway, it's cool. It's called Maker it's Project cool. Lab. And I Donald's just found guy. out about it a few days ago. I think you may have tweeted something about it. And so it's been on my, like, I need to check this out. And So I haven't seen any, but Donald Bell used to do the CNET uh, videos. Yeah. I can't remember the name of that yep. show, but he's got a great on-camera personality. And just a good dude, so I'm looking forward to watching them. Yeah. Well, I just subscribed. Yeah. I didn't know that. There's a, yeah, I, I, I like that. It was a cool dude. We hung out a couple of times and make a film. There's also some electronics projects and stuff on the channel, too. So it's not just this update thing, but check out the whole channel. you like it. Cool. Right on. Um, okay. So before we go and talk about the event, one more time, I want to say thank you to our Patreons. Pa- Patreons? Our patrons on Patreon. Our Patreons on Patreon. Uh, Make, Build, Modify, Luis Gonzalez and Dan Krupnik are our top supporters over there, but we are grateful for everybody. And we've had several people join us on Patreon uh, since we've started talking about this event, which is great. Thank you for that support. That's going to help us pay for this, which is cool. Thank you, guys. Um, So thank you to all of them, but I want to remind everybody, Boston, Massachusetts, December 3rd, super awesome hangout fun time, making it 100. If you want to sign up, get a ticket for free. That'll help us know how many people are coming. Go to makingitpodcast.com slash 100. Yes, Jimmy, go. Did we announce the actual venue yet? Or no, we're still, still waiting for confirmation on that. But okay. if it works yeah. out, it's going to be super cool. It's going to be so yeah. awesome. Yeah. So That's awesome. Super cool. duper cool. So go sign up now and get All a free right. ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, that's it for this right. week, unless you guys got anything else. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. That's it. I love YouTube. Aww, what I, did there? Yeah. I love you too. People are going to feel gypped because they'll think you love YouTube more than them. No, I love YouTube because it brings me everybody. Okay, fair enough. That I love. <laughs> Such an elegant way of putting that into words. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys next week. Later. <laughs>